Hello you. How's it going? You join me in the woods again. I'm taking a little stroll. I'm on the final day of an improv retreat and something very peculiar happened last night. So if it's alright with you, I can use our little space just to uh, yeah, pull apart what happened and maybe we can uh, glean some insight from it. So, oh, I should, I should stress it was, it was a good thing. Uh, I think imbalance. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. So, not not trigger warning. We're gonna be all right. You're safe. So, um, yeah, it's the, the final day of an improv retreat, and last night we did some la- uh, late night improv. So, uh, a few of us. There was, I think, five or six of us stopped back after everyone else had gone to bed, and it must have been about I don't know, getting on for midnight, eleven, something like that, and. The five of us just put our heads together and just decided to just do some very silly, daft, um, improvised comedy and drama and around. We were either objects or animals, as opposed to being humans, telling human uh, uh, perspective stories. And it got, it was some of the most fun, most freeing um, improv to play, but also just hilarious to watch as well. And it was like the um, the gloves came off. It was like everything, all the... In fact, another improviser put it really, really great. Um, he said, um, it, it, all, all these limitations, all these... The word we used between us was masks. All the masks dropped from our faces. It felt like there was no filters. There was no need to try and it was a really fun, you could say, I guess, because it was late at night, we were all a bit tired and just didn't have the energy to put, to put on the, the brave face and to be in learning mode and to be on good behaviour and to be doing things right or, or anything like impressing people, trying to be, trying to be clever, trying to do all the things that get in the way of great improv. All that melted away. I think a few people had a glass of wine as well. I had one, but... Certainly not enough to affect us. Um, and yet it was, with all the masks gone, people were able to just invent the most, the daftest of, of, of scenes. For example, um, three of us were slugs circling around some salt doing chants. And we created this kind of weird slug cult where <laughs> you had to dip in on the salt and get, <laughs> get high on it. And then there's another two people who were like ladybirds and these ladybirds were having this weird psychodrama because one of them fancied the other, but the other one just thought they were really great mates and just wanted to be friends forever. And then it made it all weird. And they had this, why do you know? Oh, it's got all weird now. You didn't have to say that. Could you? Um, <laughs> oh, it was marvellous. You had two sticks of incense having this kind of marital discussion about where their lives were going and fancying a career change and two towels talking about remortgaging their house. It was just so bizarre. But so, so funny and, uh, yeah, freeing. Um, and met, also, the, the teacher wasn't there, but the teacher, was a, uh, Maria, is a fabulous um, teacher, so it wasn't her absence that, that contributed to it. But um, it got me thinking about um, how we learn. Um, in, in my profession in, in coaching, there's often a thing called a learning agenda, which is if there's something you're struggling with, then there's something you need to learn or acquire be it a skill or 
you know, experience or knowledge, something like that. That tends to be the, the assumption that you need to go away and change something about yourself by adding something to yourself, which th there is a, a role for. And that is a, is a good place to start generally, you know, notwithstanding there are technical skills that need to be learned. Like, for example, on this very retreat, we've all been learning a lot about truth in comedy and group movement and how to create synchronicity between improvisers and yeah and, and how to reveal parts of yourself when you're improvising uh, I got to this gate again if you listen to my episode the other day you'll remember I got to this exact same gate and did the exact same thing as I've just done and I've not learned anything I need to learn some some gate skills um yeah so it brought back to this idea of learning as something you need to add but last night felt more like it reminded me of this idea of unlearning. Now, there's um, yeah, unlearning. I said there. Let me just explain what that is. Um, there's a book, a famous book about improvisation called uh, I think it's just called Impro uh, or Improv by Keith Johnstone, and he writes about. It's actually it, there is some stuff in improvisation. There's a lot of improvisation in the book, but at the start, he writes two or three chapters just all about education, the education system because he worked in it, the British education system, and what we get wrong in it. And a lot of it is about that learning by rote. It is about teaching people to conform. It's about um, teaching people restraint on original thoughts and all these sort of things. Um, and um, he basically says that a lot of his work when he was encouraging improvisation or when he was teaching is helping people to let go of or get back to a state in which they were free enough to just act naturally and act impulsively and the way they would act intuitively without without their schooling, without the conformity, without the rules and without all the, the fears and anxieties that get instilled into people in modern life. So it's this idea that um, there's nothing... Well, there, there are things we need to learn, but often the best stuff that we learn is actually more like a remembering we remember stuff about ourselves. Like last night, for example, when, when I was improvising, I certainly felt like I wasn't going through my head, rehearsing all the different skills I've learned over the last few days, over the last, last few years doing improv. It was kind of like, it occurred to me that a lot of the stuff that improv teaches, it's like, you know, kindness, uh, listening, um, sharing, sharing truth and, and parts of yourself honestly, um, all these sort of things are already they're already in us. We just un, we, 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 are, we unlearn how to use them, we master them, we get obsessed with yeah technical skills and things like that and expectations from outside what other people think of us and what we ought to do on behalf of other people and we lose some kind of connection with our innate ability to do a lot of things like like children are very spontaneous and very free from the burdens of expectation um, up to a certain age, I'm guessing. Um, and then school comes along and they're forced to do maths and things that they don't want to do and etc, etc. And it kills a lot of the buzz. It kills a lot of natural innate creativity. And last night I, I felt so unburdened of all that that I could just I could just be a slug crawling on my knees across the floor chanting this weird chant and about to eat some salt you know um 
Bizarre scene, two of us, we, we were trail mix. Yeah, you know, the nuts and raisins and seeds that people take when they go walking in the countryside. We were that, having a discussion about journaling and <laughs> mindfulness and and planning. And it was just the, we, these weird human concerns. And because the, the gloves were off, the masks were off, sorry, it felt very much like anything could go. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a point in there as well, like, about safety um, with the people you are around, a huge block in improv, is fearing the consequences of getting it wrong, and that erodes confidence and that kind of thing, but being with a bunch of people who I've spent four days with, getting to know, but also learning to trust one another implicitly, um, it, I felt safe enough to, to abandon all conventions and filters and limiting stuff that I had in my head um, that got in the way of being able to improvise and just felt really safe. Like, I knew that whatever I did and whatever I said last night, I knew that, that my other four or five people who improvised with me would just be there, would get me, would come along with some offer or something else to, to support one another. Do you know, there was another marvellous scene, I'm boring you with stuff that you had to be there to appreciate it, but there was two guys and they did a scene where they were a, uh, a pocket watch and there wasn't one word of dialogue and it was just one guy started moving his arm round in a sort of large circle like the hand of a clock and the other guy knew exactly what to do, he continued it on his side because they were stood next to each other and then like one of them released a cuckoo and then the other one stopped the hand ticking and the other one, there was like a pause of about 20, 30 seconds when nothing happened. and But they trusted each other and the other guy just popped out a cuckoo really slowly because obviously the watch had run out of battery or needed winding or something. It was like, oh, wow. And it was just, we were just rolling on the floor laughing. Um, yes. Yeah, unlearning. So I think that's what, what probably what happened last night. And I certainly would like to recapture some sense of that and I'm, I'm concerned now that I'm going to spend the rest of my improv career trying to recapture the conditions of what happened for kind of one glorious hour between five six people uh in a room in here in Cornwall um after dark yeah unlearning or remembering that's another word did I use it earlier in the podcast I don't know but that was a Another good thing, I did a course recently all about um, seasons and our, our internal moods and energy and how they shift and how it actually kind of goes around in a, in a cycle very much like the seasons and winter where you're low energy and, and inward and summer where you're outward and productive and social and this kind of thing. And it just felt so natural and real and like it had always been there that it, it wasn't so much learning a new set of a new bit of information experience it was like oh oh, oh okay yeah this i remember this because it was already there kind of inside us and i think uh yeah that's what was going on and i just want to add that i'm not i'm not implying here that the, that the teaching was not of any good quality here on the retreat it was it's been absolutely fabulous but i think yeah like good teaching like good teachers it's you encourage the children the pupils to realize that what it was they were looking for out there or in books was already at least partly or the foundations the fundamentals of were already kind of in there he says tapping his chest and helping people realize that 
they're already enough that they already have those things and maybe there's a a case of rebuilding the relationship with those things you know spontaneity creativity um trust all things if 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 one can do that then uh, you set them up with skills for life or at least absolutely utterly hilarious improvisation that um no one will ever see or witness ever again which is which is the art you know it's bittersweet i'm slowly learning more and more that that is just the improv way you know you want to hold on to the majesty the magic the the the, the hilarity the, the 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 beauty of what 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 unfolded last night and capture it in some way share it in a, in a way like i'm trying to do with you now but it, it's so much of a, a poor facsimile of what happened that i can't and yeah it's ephemeral it was created it was there it was witnessed by the people who were there in the room but now it's kind of poof it's it's gone it's it's faded into the wind which is is bittersweet you know it's it's sad and it's regretful but it's also wasn't that wonderful that we were there to 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 witness that and you know well um i'm sure i'll hook up with some of the guys who was on this retreat with and we'll talk about that time we did that scene and we'll we'll remember it fondly and but that was then and this is now sort of thing so yeah um i think we get into the territory of transitions and endings which is another big subject um I, I realised on this very that season's course I did that I was just talking about on there that I, I don't do transitions and endings very well. I tend to just move on to the next thing rather than being with the fact that something is coming to a close and coming to an end and, and needs to be kind of saluted and marked and respected and kind of, yeah, witnessed, welcomed, welcomed, like, oh, at the end. Because this is the final day of the retreat, not even the final day, it's the final morning and then we'll be gone by midday and... The group will dissolve and go back into the real world, um, which last time it happened, and I did a really moving improv retreat. It was, it was a bit like leaving the army. It was so surreal. It was like no one gets what happened in this institution I was part of, and now I have to go back into society where the rules are different and the rules aren't as fun. So there's a little kid in me that's kind of kicking and screaming that uh, would rather hang around and improvise and be a slug. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope there was something in there for you about unlearning. Unconditioning is another word I've heard used. Unconditioning, yeah. Thanks for listening. Goodbye from the, the woods in Cornwall. This might be my last bulletin. Bye for now. Oh, just a quick addendum. I might have come across as trash talk in the industry of coaching where it's helping people just learn and acquire knowledge and skills. It's not all that. That is a lot of performance coaching, but transformative stuff, the real stuff, the stuff that I love to do is helping people surprise themselves and adapt and cope in ways they didn't thought they, they did not think they could before they did some big change or did some big scary thing or just adjusted some part of their lives. And that's, that's what I love about improv and that's what I try and bring in to the coaching space is that, yeah, yeah, we can go and learn something, pick a book, do a course and stuff like that and get into it and work on confidence or whatever it is but really the confidence or the thing that you need like the foundations the fundamentals already in there and gently helping someone prove themselves capable i was going to say wrong then but you're not prove themselves like that their worst fears and suspicions or the things that they thought were absolutely set in stone the stories that we all tell ourselves i can't do this i'm not that kind of person i'm this person if you can gently gently give evidence to yourself because uh, you do it to yourself like if, if you can go and do things that um 
that surprise yourself and and demonstrate to you your ability to yeah be resilient and to adapt and just to without needing to do much prep you can actually get away with quite a lot because you're quite a capable human being that's the beauty and the wonder of humans you are innately creative and adaptable so yeah give yourself a pat on the back there and also um sorry for beating up on coaches there but um I had to just set the record straight thanks for listening bye